for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Really trying to, well, I didn't push the right button, did I? Good morning and welcome. As as I was saying, I'm going to try to push the right buttons, and right off the bat, I didn't push one I needed to. But that's okay. We're uh, we've got a jam packed show for you today, and our special guest at 10:20 will be Deb Williams, a renowned uh, motorsports journalist and author. We have and a really uh, nice lady and a really nice lady. And we have Hank Guyton from the Gear, Greer Dragway will be in here at uh, right after the top of the hour, right after 11 o'clock. And right now we're trying to get on the phone Brent Gamble from Richmond, who they had the Xfinity race last night that was won by Christopher Bell. And the, uh, Xfin- the uh, cup race is tonight. Good morning, Ronnie. Ronnie's on the phone, and that's okay. He- good morning. Good morning. And uh, Greg, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Good to hear you. Uh, like I say, the, the, the weather was... This pollen's what getting everybody. Yeah. But... My car skipped my car. Good. I know that. It, I, if, I thought it was red. Now it's green. Uh, well, yeah. We have to run through the car wash or whatever. But it's... <laughs> it, the, the, we've had a few days of pretty good weather. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing good this morning. Oh, y'all going to have to swing that one back and forth, Greg. Push, okay. oh, oh, there you go. There goes one. Yeah, I, I got to confess here. When the last show is over with, we've got like, what, two minutes or three minutes to get plugged in and jacked up. And I had been thinking about this. I even dreamed about it this morning. I said, well, I'm going to have everything ready to go this week. And Dad, government, I didn't have my own button pushed. So anyway, we are not getting an answer from... Uh, uh, Brent Gamble in Richmond. We'll keep trying him. Um, he said he needed to come on early, so we were getting him on early. But if he can't be here, then we'll have to do without him. So I'll uh, touch on some other stuff here. We did have the Xfinity race last night, which was won by uh, Christopher Bell. I can back up just a second and talk about the uh, Xfinity race last week that we didn't get to touch on that was run on Saturday night. And... Uh, it was won by, I got it right here, as I juggle my papers around, it was won by, um, it was run by Christopher Bell. I'm sorry, Cole Custer won last night, so I'm getting my thoughts mixed up here. Yeah, uh, and but last night, uh, Jeremy Clemens sort of shot himself in the foot. It's really sad to see on um, a team and a, a that that's sort of built a family res- reputation on building engines that they uh, lost one last night. In fact, he uh, looked like a mosquito fogger coming down the back stretch there on about the 110th lap. And so that was pretty bad. Well, sometimes you have a park figure. It's not as much as the engine man itself. Oh, I'm not throwing off on Clement engines. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it's not a not a, a thing that you want to see when, when that's your... That's your big thing, but they, they did run the Xfinity race last night. Now, Jeremy had a real good finish at um, 
Bristol the week before with a 13th and had moved up very well in the point standings. But last night, we, uh, uh, in fact, after Bristol, he'd moved up to 16th in the standings. It was only like uh, a few points out of 15th and 14th. But last night was not the same story. They lost the engine. And he, um, what are you pointing at? Start the recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and last night they um, went out after 112 laps for 35th place, which was not good at all. And he took a uh, hit into point standings. Uh, he's back to 16th. He's uh, 17 points out of 15th and um, about 27, 28 out of 14th. So we tried to keep up with Jeremy Clemens because he's our, he's our only race team here. And... Um, we'll try to have him on later on in the year, but you know, we, we back him 100%. So Greg, what's up with you? Well, I think we got somebody coming on to tell us about anything we want to know about, uh, Richmond International Raceway. Uh, and man by the name of, uh, got my brother's middle, got my brother's name, Brent, Brent Gamble. We can't be all bad. And, uh. We got him coming up, and like I say, we just uh, watching the weather. It just seemed like the weather keeps messing with, with with some of the racing. Well, they had a they had to work around it last last uh, yesterday with the qualifying, but they did get the qualifying in. And uh, I tell you what, oh Greg's uh, Greg's got a two race lead on the pack. He's won again. He usually doesn't even win a race the whole season. He usually don't even show up. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's like he said when he quit picking the Wood Brothers every week. He's doing a lot better. Yeah. Well, a blind squirrel eventually finds a nut. Well, he's found a whole lot of them. I know. That's, that, that hurts. The qualifying yesterday for the race tonight, which is at 7.30 airtime. That race will start at 8. Uh, Kevin Harvick is on the pole. Eric Jones is second. That's in the Gibbs Brothers. Uh, Gibbs Brothers. The Gibbs car. The Gibbs Brothers. <laughs> the Gibbs Brothers. Yeah, Wood Brothers on the mind, my mind. Kurt Busch is third for Ganassi. Fourth, the Penske Ford of Joey Logano. Fifth is Kyle Busch. And you know, he, he won this race last year, so he'll be right back up there quickly. Sixth is Martin Truex. Seventh, Chase Elliott. Eighth, Austin Dillon. Ninth, Daniel Suarez. And Jimmy Johnson's tenth. Oh, he's still trying to make it there. Well, he's qualifying good, and actually, he's running good. I mean, he's, what did he have? He had a good finish last week, as a matter of fact. I believe he was, I uh, got it right here. Um, he, he started, uh, well, he started 10th and finished 10th, but, you know, yeah, it's a lot better than he was doing. Him and his new crew chief, they just kind of got to get together, you know. It takes a little time, don't it? Yeah. No, everybody does. don't realize it. it takes just a little bit of time for, you know, get coordinated. Everything. Well, everybody's got their own communication skills. I mean, I've seen drivers do it with their hands. And some of them will say two or three words. But the, the, it's the chemistry that you got to have, regardless how good the car or the driver is, you got to have that chemistry. I think you got a loose nut over there. He's well, trying to adjust the microphones. I tell you what, we come in here once a week and everybody's moved this stuff around and ha have it like they want it, which is fine, but we don't have much time to get it ready for us. Uh, 
But you did real good last week at the Cherokee. The, the, he got in the truck and it was pointed out I eighty five instead of two twenty one, and it was a good thing. Yep. So we head on over to Gaffney Speedway last Saturday night. Miss Randy kind of drew us out to be third in line going out for the main events and stuff like that. And it's like I told y'all, you know, that track it goes through certain stages, and about that mid hour to hour and a half time. You know, the track gets really fast. That's when our our car went out, and she was fast. And I can't say enough about the track crew. We got Jason Owens back. He's uh, been over at Gaffney prepping the track. He come back last week, him and his boy. He got a young boy. They kind of worked together on the race, race track, and she was what I call bad fast. When you got a racetrack, it was bad as a matter of fact, they had them wing sprint outlaws over there, and them boys were bragging on how fast that racetrack were. Well, I, I'd like to have seen that. I'd like to have seen you, and I'm going to get over there. I really am this summer when things calm down a little bit, uh, uh, personally for me. I mean, I, I got a bunch going on away from this show we do. and But, you, you know, I, I've never been to Cherokee Speedway, and I hope the truck is pointed that way. I'll try to confirm that you're going to be there if I go over there. Okay. We can, we can, we can arrange it. Well, so uh, you racing tonight? Uh, yes, sir. Provided this weather gets out of here, which I'm, I looked at the weather this morning at 6 a.m. Uh, we got a little window there to where I think we can get it in. And as far as I know, Scott will hang around in there till the last minute before he even calls it. And tonight over at Cherokee Speedway, let me tell everybody right now that we got fan appreciation, $5 to get into the stands, and it will be packed. $5 just to get in and watch, I think it's seven or eight classes of racing tonight. We'll have some good racing because it's going to stay kind of cool. It's not so hot. Yeah. And uh, invite everybody to come over and watch us race tonight. Now, you... Um Obviously, they have a point standings over there. Yes, sir. We started our first points race last Saturday night, and but, I, guess, but, I guess we got 100 points right now because we won. Second place gets 98. It just drops two points per position. Yeah. So, uh, it still gets close at the end of the year. So, um, but was was that the first race of the year or your no, first race? Just, uh, they give you about three or four races to kind of get everything, get all the bugs out of your car before they actually start this points race. And they will actually cut it off before we get to the end of the racing. They don't do kind of like NASCAR. They kind of, we start ours the 1st of April. It will end somewhere around the uh, 1st of September. And then we have what we call our big races, our tribal nationals and stuff like that where, you know, that way you can go all out in your big races. Well, that's, uh, I tell you what, there's a lot going over there and there's a lot going on at the other tracks. And Alan's going to bring us up to speed on all the local stuff. And and that will be at about 20 after 11 in our, our next to last session. Um, we, uh, you, I'm sorry? Okay. Well, let's do, we can go ahead and take a break right now then. And, uh. Um, bring on Brent Gamble from the Richmond Speedway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I plant die. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plant Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, in Inman. It's our favorite time of the year, football season, and sports talk has South Carolina covered from the coast to the mountains. This is Phil Cornblue. Join Will Pelagic, Tom Hayes, and me weeknights from 6 to 8. You'll hear from Dabo, Muschamp, players and coaches as we break it all down for you as we have over the last three decades. That's sports talk weeknights at 6 here on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Fox Sports 1400 on FM at 98.3 is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. And that was the Rolling Stones, which was actually a pretty good song. That is a good song. I like that. That was good. Well, it came on by accident. I don't know who programs this stuff, but I tell you what, we... uh, I have a guest here that Greg got us, and we look forward to talking to, and that's Mr. Brent Gamble up in Richmond, Virginia, at the Richmond Raceway. How are you doing this morning, Brent? We're doing great. It's not every day I get to uh, walk into Rolling Stone, so thanks for that. Well, we, we picked that out just for you. Um, <laughs> how um, How's the weather? That's what everybody down here is talking about. How's the weather in Richmond? The, the re- weather tonight looks good. It really does. You know, I, I think the... the, the the uh, joke we've kind of had around the office is, you know, if we raced in 80% of rain last night with some really good racing, I think we'll be okay at 20% tonight. Well, that was a good race last night, and I watched most of it. Unfortunately, our, as I've already mentioned on the air, our Spartanburg car of Jeremy Clements sort of, I think he must have thought y'all had a mosquito problem or something because I saw him spray in the backstretch. <laughs> I was I was just talking to uh, Dustin Long with NBC outside, and I, I was telling him, I said, you know, maybe we should do something that tells the the drivers that we could end the race at any point in time because after that stage two 
all the crew chiefs were just telling me, you got to go, you got to go, because the rain, if you look at the forecast at the time, it looks like it's coming right on top of us, and it just split. And we just and we got the whole thing in. We had actually, as a team, had shifted our victory lane to alternate victory lane before stage two, which is from um, turn one over towards turn four. And um, after about uh, we got to like lap two hundred, two ten, we shifted everything back to victory lane because we knew at that point we were going to get the race in. So, well, you know, Daryl Waltrip used to talk about this um, vortex that the cars created going around in circles, and it, uh, it made the rain stay away. So maybe that's what you had going on. Well, you know, and with it being a, a DW's last weekend here, uh, I'm guessing he uh, may have just provided us a little bit of luck last night. So I don't think we're going to need it tonight. Um, but he uh, it, it certainly, uh, I think he tweeted something out about the Vortex last night as well. Okay, well, that's, uh, I tell you what, he's been spouting about that for years. And I got a feeling even though he won't be on the air, he's still going to be around um bothering you people. We had we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he's a, he's a, a pleasure to, to have around. Oh, absolutely. We're, um, we'll do a, a short presentation and stuff with him later today, and we'll, he's going to do a, a Q&A in, the, in our modernized infield with fans. Just a chance for them to, um, you know, talk to him about his career and, uh, you know, kind of say their farewells to him and his career on, the, on this side. So, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, this is a memorable day to have someone like D.W. and all that he has done to the sport. Um, well, you know, do you, kind do of you have it planned yet? Is he going to do the, uh, the green flag for this, this race also? Oh, absolutely. So I guess he's going to do the green flag through Sonoma. <laughs> oh, oh, as far as waving the green flag? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. No, that's not planned for that. Oh, okay. He, he's definitely going to He's going to provide a little boogity, boogity, boogity um, uh, from the booth, though. <laughs> well, he has to do that. but No, no yeah. doubt about it. But, but Brent, one thing, uh, we know Walter could, could fool with weather. We used to call it. Same like NASCAR could always get races in and everything. We used to call it Bill France weather. And uh, mm-hmm. that's the kind of weather you got to have. But uh, Richmond International Raceway, uh, that is the, one, it is the neatest of all the, what I call the new tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. Competitive. Uh, the Sawyers put a lot of time into in getting it that way. And they made even more improvements. And I don't know of anybody, as far as a competitor at all, that dislikes going up there. They love it. And it's, uh, I think it's one of the most watched races, uh, night races. You don't want to run them, uh, 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 of all. But it's a, it's a super duper, uh, racetrack. It's unique. But, um, but like I say, uh, Brent, tell us what, uh, what have been some of the changes you made, and what kind of ticket packages do you have, and that sort of thing? Yeah, so we, uh, you know, I think it was July of 2017, we uh, we did the rebrand where we, uh, you know, updated our logo to uh, um, what we have now, which is just Richmond Raceway. Essentially, we just got the international out um, of our name, um, but the two R's in our logo was actually the exact same R's that Sam Bass designed in the 1980s. Um, when we were with the RIR logo for so many years. And um, so it was kind of nice to get to bring that iconic back. And at the same day we announced that, we also announced the uh, 
the redevelopment efforts in the infield. So we had a $30 million infield redevelopment. And of those $30 million, you know, more than half of that went to the infrastructure of the infield. You know, we're over a 70-year-old property, the third oldest uh, active track holding cup races um, in the series, uh, uh, right after Martinsville and Charlotte. Um, so, you know, Richmond is, uh, you know, went from a half mile to a uh, three-fourths a quarter mile. So we, we're, we're an old track, but we have new, we, we've got new, new turns. Uh, essentially since we did that in the 1980s. But our infield, you have uh, all the cup garages, and we had the first infield uh, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series garages that had fan-viewing walkways. So if you buy a pass to go to the infield, what, what we call a fan-ground pass, you actually get to go inside the garages, and the gates are about four feet high, and you're right there. And, um, you know, the drivers come up and sign for, for the uh, fans who are in there, take pictures with them they get to ask the race team questions but they get to be as close to the car as you've ever been able to get to sport um ism raceway and, and richmond are the only two tracks in the sport who have that um talladega will unveil theirs we'll have a very similar garage set up in the fall um, but richmond was the first to have this last fall and then ism raceway opened theirs in november of last year so it's a it's a really unique experience and we have fan um, um neighborhoods there's the m&m's neighborhood there's the Virginia Lottery neighborhood, and they all have uh, TVs and canopies and every, places where people can watch the race. Um, back in the day, we could fit about 1,200, maybe 1,400 people in the infield, um, which were typically tied to pit passes and hot passes. And if you were going to buy a, a, a pre-race pass, it would be $50. And if you were going to buy a pit pass, it would be $50. But it costs $70 to get the whole everything now. You can you come to the infield. You can be a part of the pre-race ceremony, which is uh, they have big um, stages and fans can actually be right up there and giving guys high fives and light and smoke and fire. Um, so when the drivers come through, it's a, it's a real, really unique experience. And then Victory Lane, all the fans get to be a part of Victory Lane. Um, back in the day, our Victory Lane was what I like, uh, have professionally joked was a shark tank because we had all these kind of bars and stuff around it. Now it's wide open. And fans get to be right there. And they also, for fans who are in the Victory Lane Club, which is a kind of a premium area, they get to be in the rooftop that overlooks Victory Lane. So after it's over, the drivers are tossing hats. It's such a unique vantage point to be able to sit up there. So uh, the experience at Richmond has, has really changed because we've gone from 1,400 to 1,200 in the infield to now we can fit eight to 10,000 down there. And for a short track, that's just unheard of. Yeah, that's um, so that, uh, that's great. The infield's where I always like to be, but uh, you know that was uh, that was as a young, wild, crazy uh, in my youth. Let's put it that way. Um, but now your fall race is it's going to be on um, in September, like September the the twenty first, and uh, you're right there in the heart of the of the chase next next fall. Yes, we're the uh, second race of the first round of the playoffs. Um, so it's, it's, it, you know, I, I like to say that the first round of the playoffs is the most exciting round of the playoffs because of what you've got in there. You've got Vegas first, then you've got Richmond, and then you've got the Roval at Charlotte. You've got those three races. Anything can happen at any point in time. And I think, you know, everyone last year when we went to that schedule first, the thought was, oh, wow, Richmond and the Roval are just going to be crazy. And what ended up happening was Vegas had just an abundance of wrecks. So it really was all three races that really had a, a, had a tremendous impact um, of what was going on. So, uh, you know, as we see, as we'll see tonight, and of course, once the playoffs get going, you really see the uh, the drivers drive um, really challenge each other. There's a lot more rubbing. There's a lot more touching. There's a lot more, you know, 
um, what you can do. I mean, last night, even with the weather, you saw three and four wide racing on you a You sure track. did, yep. And, and the way we're structured, you're going to get higher speeds than your traditional short tracks like at Martinsville or Bristol. You're going to have higher speeds because once you get into turn three, you really don't stop until you get back to turn two because of that, that D-shaped oval. So it's, it's really fascinating. And, you, and if you watch guys like Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin and stuff tonight, who have traditionally had a lot of success here, Denny, of course, a, a hometown boy from, from, Sierra, from Chesterfield County, um, you really, those are the guys that are really fun to watch just to see how they do it. But um, for tonight, I, I think the car to watch tonight is going to be Martin Truex Jr. He has not won on a short track. He should have won here. I think it was two years ago when he won the regular season championship. We were the last race before the playoffs. And he should have won. And there was some debris from a car in the back of the pack. And it caused to have another restart. And he lost the race. He was the, he was the most disappointed uh, champion of the regular season I've ever seen because he wanted that win. And uh, I was with him in D.C. when we took a, a media tour a couple weeks ago. And he wants this win. He wants this win at Richmond Raceway. So uh, really watch Martin tonight. Cause he, he's in a Toyota, so we know he's going to have a good car, especially over the Toyota Spring Race weekend at Richmond. Um, but I, for me, he's the guy to watch tonight. Um, the only, I mean, along with him and Kyle Busch, those are going to be two guys. If you get two teammates battling for it, the last time you saw two teammates battling at Richmond was uh, um, Carl Edwards and uh, uh, Kyle Busch. And we all remember how that ended where uh, Carl moved Kyle on the final turn for the first and only last lap pass um, in track history to win. Well, the third row tonight will be Kyle Busch and Martin Truex. So uh, that'll be a pair to watch. Brent? We really appreciate you ha- taking out the time. I know you're busy, and um, thanks for coming on Start Your Engines. We'll have you on again in the fall to tell us about the uh, the um, your next race. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much for the time, and uh, look forward to any fans who come out tonight for a good race. And uh, if, you, if you're not able to be here, be sure to tune in to Fox at uh, 7.30 tonight. Okay, thank you very much. That's Brent Gamble with the Richmond International Raceway. Uh, or, I'm sorry, they dropped the International. My mistake. The Richmond Raceway. And uh, he's, uh, you could tell he's enthusiastic. He's ready to go. And uh, to be quite honest, we, uh, Greg was able to get him. And uh, we sort of squeezed him in where we didn't really uh, plan on having somebody until yesterday afternoon. So uh, I was glad we were able to give him a little bit of time. And right now we're uh, we're uh, attempting to get Deb Williams, who is going to give her uh Give us her thoughts on how the season's gone so far and what to expect. She goes to all the races. She's a accomplished author, plus still very much involved in the in the motorsport scene. And we um, will have her, Ronnie's dialing her up right now. Uh, you know, when I think of the Richmond race, unfortunately, and I didn't have time to bring it up, maybe I shouldn't have, but I think of Michael Waltrip telling uh, Martin Truex that year to scratch the itch, which mean, meant spin out what she did of... of a very unconvincing job of doing and uh it ultimately ended up bringing down uh napa ran away and it, it brought down the whole uh michael waltrip team yeah that was that was unusual but, but like i say brent's a great guy and richmond has always been a good track even even when it was a, a half mile but what i always liked about it so much and i know we got deb williams who's the queen of NASCAR journalism, to say the least. <laughs> and uh, but you be on the pits, you think you're at Michigan or something. 
Yeah, it's a big sleeping straightaway. Oh, there. It's, it's, it's a neat place. It's a neat place. Well, with that in mind, uh, she's already been, as far as uh, Greg Moore is concerned, been dubbed the queen. We'll bring on we'll bring on Deb Williams. How you doing this morning, Deb? Great to talk to fine. you. Fine, thank you. It's nice to talk with you too. I tell you, you can't start a morning any better than that. Queen for a day. That's right. Well, you you're, you can be our queen all the time. Uh, oh, I appreciate that. Great hearing from you. And we've had a a lot of action in these first nine races or eight, whatever it's been. What do you? Um, what's your impression so far? I mean, I'll just throw it out there and let you, rather than being specific, you just tell me what you think and and what's going on. Well, I think the first thing you have to look at, which actually was my second day lead on RacingToday.com after Martinsville, and it appears that this season is turning into a power struggle between Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske. Because when you look at the cup races, no other organization has won this year. They're all playing catch-up to those two organizations. So it will be quite interesting to see if another organization, particularly since Stuart Haas Racing won the Xfinity race last night at Richmond, and they've got the poll for today's race with Kevin Harvick, if they can finally break that stronghold that the JGR and Team Penske have on the sport right now. Yeah, they the they haven't um, dominated qualifying, but you know, like I've been saying, the uh, qualifying is is not the race, and they have definitely uh, put their stamp on this uh, new rules package, and even the races that didn't have the rule package. And Denny Hamlin, who didn't win at all last year, has already won a quarter of the races, so uh, it's uh, it's a little bit different. And I, I know last year it seemed like they were chasing. Uh, Stuart Haas and, um, and, and Penske's, uh, trying to hang in there with them. But, you know, I, I think the Chevrolets have got some, I don't know if they'd call it catching up to do or they need some better luck or, or something. Well, you know, it's really interesting. And to, to hold just a minute about what you're talking about with, um, the qualifying, I think maybe if they gave points for qualifying, you might see JGR and Team Penske in there as well. But, um, you know, when you look at the situation that uh, is occurring, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. After taking a tour through Hendrick Motorsports in January, they were kind enough to open that up to the media to walk through. And they wouldn't let us take any photographs. But I have never seen so many CNC machines in one building in my life running 24 hours a day. That Hendrick Motorsports is truly a race car building factory because not only are they building engines for Hendrick, they're building engines for Chip Ganassi, and they're building engines for JJ um, Junior Motorsports and Xfinity. And then um, they have another organization that left RCR, I believe it's JTG Doherty left RCR. There's another team anyway that was with RCR and they left at the end of last season as far as engines go and they have moved to Hendrick now. And um, to see all the engines they're building and Hendrick also has another concept there. If you go to Hendrick Motorsports now, they don't have a 9 shop, a 24 shop or a 48 shop. Everything is combined in one building all their 
fabrication is in one building. All their chassis manufacturing is in one building. And all of their team engineers and crew chiefs are in one building, but they have their offices are side by side to where if Chad Canals wants to talk to Alan Gustafson, he's just got to walk out of his office and maybe walk a door down or two doors down and walk into Alan Gustafson's office. Um, And they're in the building where the finished car goes, uh, where it goes the last thing before it goes on the transporter and and that's where it goes they've got their own um uh inspection booth there like they have at the racetrack and you know so it's you don't have the individual shops there anymore and it's very interesting to see how it's done but you know as far as the Chevrolet engineering goes i it seems like they maybe went a different path and did it differently than Ford, or maybe Ford saw what went wrong with Camaro, and when they went to the Mustang, they did it differently, but it's like one of the Ford engineers told the media back in January, when we developed the Mustang, we didn't know what the current rules package was going to be. So I find it interesting that the Ford Mustang has been able to come out of the box so much faster and win so much quicker than Chevrolet has been uh, was able to do with the Camaro when it was introduced last year. Yeah, Deb, I tell you what, uh, I've always heard, uh, I never have been to Hendrick's shop, even when he had the individual shops, but they say that it really is something else. Uh, that seems like a very strange environment for me compared to the way we've done it and Wood Brothers for a long time, because basically... Uh, everybody was hollering at each other. Mainly, Bud was hollering at all of us, but we got the job done. And uh, like I say, it's almost like an engineering deal. And uh, uh, it's mind-boggling how far. I'm really thrilled that, it, that it's come as far as it has. I just don't want to see it go downhill because of some, some messed-up rule changes and I keep hearing time and time again about the cost of the motel rooms. It's some of these places plays a big part on the crowd at the racetrack. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot of things that, that affect the, the crowds at the racetrack. And, of course, motel room prices is definitely one of them. Ticket prices is one. Uh, it was interesting when I was in Daytona for Speed Week, they have a champion's breakfast on Monday morning after the Daytona 500 where you go in and you have breakfast with the winner of the Daytona 500, his crew chief, his car owner, and the rest of the crew. And then they induct the car into the museum there at Daytona where the American Racing Hall of Fame is now housed. And when I came out, there were two fans a couple that had been to the Daytona 500 the day before. And the first thing they started talking to me about that their two biggest complaints were the cost of the hotel rooms and the price of tickets. Their tickets for the Daytona 500 had cost them $200 each. Or $200. That's the $200 is what they kept mentioning. And I was like, my gosh, if you're having to pay this for tickets and hotel and gas, 
no wonder people will sit home and watch it on their big screen TV, which you're paying astronomical fees for for cable or satellite anyway. And you can eat your own food. You don't have to spend on gas. You don't have to spend on hotel. And you can sit there with your computer and listen to your favorite driver talk to his crew chief and um, spotter. And if you're in the chat rooms, you can sit there and chat with other race fans at the same time. Well, Deb, do you so, ever, do you ever sit and and listen to the uh, the different teams in live action to to shape your story as the race goes along? Oh yes, I have a a scanner in my ear at all times during the race to where I'm monitoring all the teams. But back when I was the editor of NASCAR Winston Cup scene, and we had our photographers stationed all around the track, and we had riders in the pit. I actually had my two-way radio to all the photographers and riders in my right ear, and I had my scanner in my left ear. Wow. So now that I don't have radio contact with anybody, I have the scanner in both ears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's go back to the the common shops for just a minute. Mm -hmm. Do you think that has in some ways inhibited innovation in that, Everybody wants to get a little edge for their car, but then you've got three or four cars that you're working on, so who gets the edge? That's what I was going to ask. That's a good question. Well, I think what's um, really affected innovation is uh, the, the rules that NASCAR has. Right, There are way too many rules. I can, uh, Man, I, I just wish they would give me an editing pen to where I could get in that rule book and start slashing. Because I think the rules that NASCAR has has hurt innovation more than the way the shops are set up. Because I was working for Penske when they moved into that one building in Mooresville, North Carolina, from like three different buildings. And, you know, the way it's set up there, each team still has its own work area. But you're all still, you still got all the same fab shop and and engineers are all in one location and all that. But each crew chief and team had its own offices like they do at Hendrick. So I think the rules that exist in NASCAR has hampered innovation more than the uh, having under one roof because... What I thought of when I walked through Hendrick, I thought of a 21st century Holman and Moody. Mm. Uh, you know, if you think back to Holman and Moody and and the way all the cars they had and it came out of the same complex. And, and I know everybody was just supposed to take potluck engine, so to speak, off of the truck. But, of course, Fred Lorenzen liked Waddell Wilson's engines and they worked up a secret code as to why Waddell would mark his engines. So when Fred went to get his engine off the truck at the track, he knew which was what else. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, when you talk back, okay, for example, this Coca-Cola 600 next month is the 60th Coca-Cola 600. And, yes, the thing you hear about all the time about the first Coke, uh, World 600 then was the track tearing up because they were still paving it the morning of qualifying. 
But when you get to talking to the competitors who are still alive that ran the race that day, it's quite interesting as to what some of them came up with. I was fortunate that Charlotte Motor Speedway asked me to write a program story and write it through those people's eyes for the program for this year's 600. And it was fascinating. I mean, Richard and Lee Petty came to the track with air conditioning on their cars. Of course, granted, they were still passenger cars that, you know, had just been modified, as you well know, Greg. But as as Richard said, um, you know, it didn't work like they thought it would before the race, so they took it off before the race started. But, you know, I mean, let's face it, Greg, if your dad could have found a bar of octagon soap that day, Jack Smith probably would have been the winner instead of Joe Lee Johnson because he could have got the hole plugged in the gas tank. Yeah, that, that but, turned out it was a shock that, that, that yeah. off got, and, it, and it ripped it on the wrong side. And we had a seven lap lead and we kind of really ain't never got over that. But but Deb, uh, we're going to talk to you later in the season. We're going to talk to you a couple of times. We're going to talk to you <laughs> several talk times. To us. But, I hope so. <laughs> and we love talking to you and you are so informative and uh, the deal about Hendricks, that, that, that's that's something neat. I'm glad you know you you done it so we can all learn about. It. But we'll be we'll be talking at you later in the year. And uh, like I say, just can't thank you enough for coming on. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much, thank Deb. You. And uh, okay. we will be talking to you soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, bye bye. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back with Nelson Crozier. Nelson, how are you this morning? Oh, doing pretty good. Are you in Richmond or on the way? or? Uh, depends on whether my flight goes or not. Uh, garage doesn't even open until one thirty. Oh, okay. Well, we um, we've had uh, a crammed show so far this morning with uh, <laughs> with Brent Gamble from uh, Richmond telling us about the weather, and he he says it's going to be a go tonight with no problem. And then we've got uh, we we just had Deb Williams, which I guess you heard a little bit of that. So, uh, but what I didn't get a chance to ask Deb, but what I wanted to ask you about anyway was, uh, I mean, I got to tell you, it was uh, I was actually kind of shocked at the the people that that didn't show up at Bristol last week. I mean, that is a huge, they call it the last Coliseum, but I mean, it was practically, I don't think it was half full. No, it wasn't, but what you got to remember, uh, Bristol holds 160,000 people. Uh, so even half full is 80,000. Uh, you know, you get a major league ball game and you got 50,000, you know, that's a heck of a crowd. And I said that last week I had between thirty-five and 50,000 people there, um, which, uh, you know, is quite a number of people. You go to Darlington, I think they only hold 60,000. Right. Uh, so it was kind of deceptive what they did, uh, you know, at Bristol. Of course, people were concerned about the weather, uh, as well as the rip-off on the hotel rooms and gasoline. Uh, you know, if you go in there Thursday or Friday, gasoline... Uh, you know, it's $2.10 a gallon. Uh, 
And all of a sudden, it goes up to 275, and Monday morning, it's back down to 210. Yeah. You know, they've got to stop, uh, you know, gouging the fans so much. Uh, now, it's not just in NASCAR. It's in a lot of other sports. Uh, you know, a major sport comes to town, all the prices go up. Uh, but that's why the fans stop coming. They just cannot justify spending the money when... They can watch it on TV, uh, and, you know, it doesn't cost them much. They're already paying for the cable or the, uh, uh, over there, depending on what the race is. Uh, you know, they don't have to pay for a hotel room, which is the primary expense. I mean, if you have to Phoenix or California, sure, you get an uh, airline flight. But, you know, when you're spending $300 a night for a hotel room, and there's a three-night minimum, you know, by the time for tax on it, that's a thousand dollars, and you have two people for tickets. That's another uh, two to four hundred dollars. Uh, eating dinner uh, and meals out, another couple of hundred. So, you know, somebody that's on a reasonable uh, budget uh, that just uh, really kills it. And you can't afford to go more than uh, one or two races a year. Yeah, that's that's a shame, and I guess the only. And this is a very expensive fix, and that would be a motorhome, your own motorhome. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. And and if there's anything iffy whatsoever about the weather, you know, which I don't think it was last week for Bristol, but you know, it's going to hurt. And they just they just built so many seats at these places. I guess at the end of the '90s and beginning of the 2000s, and now it's it's sort of coming back to haunt them. Well, it is an addition, but. Uh you got to remember in Bristol, they held a football game there, uh, you know, this past year, and it took 30 minutes to sell the whole place out. So, uh, you know, they know how to make use of the facility to, you know, make it viable. Uh, the TV money uh, uh, is given there that they know that they have. So that's how they plan, you know, uh, you know the season's budget. Well... You know, I remember going, and it's like I told Deb just now, you know, we'd load up the pickup truck and uh, put some firewood in it and go to Darlington and uh, or Rockingham or Atlanta or, you know, some of the close by tracks and have an absolute blast all weekend. And probably, and I'm talking 1977 or 1978, but, you know, I bet you with tickets and food and everything, I doubt altogether we spent... Uh, um, one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, it was just it was racing heaven, and the people that we got to watch race it was it was unbelievable. And you were there, Nelson. I didn't know you then, but uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, sure. And you know, uh, so many of the tracks now, uh, and you know, just like your man from Richmond said, you know, they're allowing a lot more people to get in the infield and get into the action, but you can't camp in the infield anymore. Uh, you go to Darlington, you know, you bring your pickup truck with the firewood and whatever. So it's a whole lot more affordable. But, uh, you know, what are your options to do it inexpensively? And how many of these people nowadays say, oh, I'm not going to uh, camp out in the tent in the infield. You know, I want to have, you know, a good seat, you know, uh, I want to have my Wi-Fi. I want to have this. I want to have good concessions. Oh, but I'm not going to pay you that much for uh, your soda or a hot dog. Uh, 
Joe, uh, Craig Campbell told me one time a number of years ago that I needed to raise ticket prices, but I hated to do it. So we raised the hot dog price for a dollar and two dollars, and we made more than enough money to offset what the uh, ticket increase was going to be. Does NASCAR... I'm sorry, Nelson. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but does NASCAR? I mean, they they must realize this. Can they not? I mean, I know they can't. They probably couldn't do anything but just talk to the the merchants in the area. Is that not a? That's not not uh, not an option. Well, go back one Paul for your own Richmond, uh, and it's sort of the fan fan, fan friendly uh, concept. He went around to the majority of the hotels and motels in Richmond and said, "Look." You know, in order to keep people coming here, we've got to keep the cost down. And uh, they all made the agreement, you know, the ones that they talked to, uh, that they weren't going to jack up the prices for the race weekend. And it worked very well. Uh, I don't know what the philosophy is now, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, how true, whether it's a fan-friendly concept. But, you know, there are lots of ways that the uh, tracks can do it. Uh, one philosophy is, oh, we give them all the bells and whistles, but we're going to make them pay for it. Uh, you know, Eddie Gossett to Texas, uh, you could pay $40 and get a, a quick egress parking spot. Well, you know, he had thousands and thousands of acres of free parking, but yet people say, oh, I'm not going to pay $40 to park, blah, blah, blah. Hey, He's not making you. He's still giving you free parking. But if you want that quick get-out spot and you want to pay for it, he's uh, providing it to you. So, you know, like everybody else, you've got a few people who are very negative. Uh, you go to a football game. It, it's going to cost you a bundle to get a parking space. You know, up close. Uh, but if you want to pay for it, uh, it's there. If you want to go into luxury suite, uh, you know, you can buy it and get the seat there. So the tracks are trying to give you two different options. Unfortunately, some of them are doing away with the lowball option, being the pickup truck with the tent and the firewood. Uh, and those were the core fans for years and years. So you got to, there's a fine line between taking the lowball stuff away and supplying the high end stuff. And that's what the tracks have to remember, as well as the fans. Yeah. Well, when I was going to races and, and Bud Moore was winning a lot of them, um, you also came home from the race and, and, and would probably see it the next week on Wide World of Sports in between the bull wrestling and the curling. That's about work, what, what, no. I mean, <laughs> we, we, yeah, you'd we see a highlight. Way. You'd see a highlight. It's where you would see the whole race. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've given people plenty of options in how they can see it, whether it's uh, at the track, on TV, uh, you know, on your portable devices, your phone or your tablet or whatever. Uh, so you have to, many options there. How many people are in a sports bar watching the race? And, you know, how many people are counted as watching the race when you have 150 people in a sports bar watching uh, it on the big screen. Yeah, and I've always thought ratings were flawed that way. Um, but, you know, 
Nielsen does it the way they do it, and they always have, and that's what people go by, and they set the advertising dollars. And, uh, you know, I'm, I know a person who, uh, you know, is on the Nielsen deal, and uh, he messes with it. Uh, you know, you have to get approved and uh, a whole bunch of stuff to be on Nielsen. But once you are, you, you're you accounting for like 500 different people, you know, based on what that one person's watching. So you have your Nielsen box in the house, and you leave it on, uh, you know, bull wrestling, uh, or, you know, professional wrestling, 24 hours a day. That's showing the 600 people are watching, uh, you know, based on that one person. So... If you're on Nielsen and you say, heck, I'm not going to watch a race anymore, and there are 10 Nielsen boxes for those people aren't watching, that's 6,000 people that they are not watching anymore. Well, and it, it, I don't think it accounts for recording the race and watching it later, which, you know, is what I usually do, you know. Well, uh, again, it depends on the uh, how they do it with the box, but I think the box records audio uh, as well to try to see whether you're really watching it, you know, it picks up background conversation. Uh, so, I don't know, this be something interesting to uh, see how does uh, Nielsen currently uh, you know, rate subscribers. Well, Nelson, Greg's making us look bad in this picking the race winner every week. No he, uh, he is. <laughs> no kidding. Um, he's, I just look. He's, well, it's more than <laughs> luck when you pick Kyle Bush every week. So I'm going to let you go last this week. And if somebody wants to take him, I'm, it, it, it'll happen. That's, but, uh, that's uh, fair enough. Nelson, you go first. Okay, I'm going to try Harvick again. He hasn't had very much luck lately, but I think he's still for a Well, and he's starting on the pole. I'm going to... He started on the pole a couple times before and something's happened. Well, he's too good not to win one of these days. So uh, um, I say he's going... I'm going to stick with my gun with the the number nine. I I might be nuts, but I'll stick with Chase Elliott another week. What do you got, Ronnie? Well, I'm going to take our PR guy's advice, and I'm going with Truex Jr. Truex Jr., starting on the same row with Kyle Busch. Alan, what, what you got? I think I'll go with Joey Logano. Well, all of you had a chance to take 18 from Greg. Let's see what he decides to do. I got to stay when you're on a roll, you're on a roll. So That's what the butter said. <laughs> you know, but, uh, okay, well, here's something uh, to throw a monkey wrench in. Who's going to start on the pole? What happened? Well... At one at one thirty this afternoon, they go through post qualifying pre race inspection. So the current starting lineup is not official. Is that a good thing? I mean, it's in the paper this care. morning. The starting lineup. I mean, why, why can't that be the starting lineup? Right. No, I I feel the same way, but uh, it's just something we got to consider. Uh, you know, Harvick had problems in inspection last week. Uh, you know, they were saying it was a problem with the inspection machine. Who knows? They also but, had uh, some lug wrench problems last week, didn't they? Well, uh, at the start of the race, because of failing the inspection so many times, they not only had to start at the rear of the field, but on the green flag lap, they had to come down pit road and do a pass-through penalty. 
Mm, well, I see here uh, that uh, they actually, as far as uh, penalties go, uh, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex were fined $10,000 each for loose lug nuts last week. So, uh, you know, Deb Williams just said it, and I think Kyle Busch harps about it every week. There's too many rules. Well, there are too many rules, but I, you know, I have the patented solution to a lug nut problem. I but, know it's in uh, your pocket. <laughs> no, that's right. had a solution for that for a while, but Ben's it didn't ask our idea. Uh, they'll they'll eventually go to it. But uh, right, but uh, no, my feeling on the rule book: keep the safety stuff and throw everything else out. Well. Nelson, we appreciate you coming home. We're coming up against a break at the top of the hour here. Thank you so much. Safe travels, and we will talk to you next week. You got it. That's Nelson Crozier, who, Ronnie, what is he? He's the smartest man I know. That's the truth. He is. No doubt about that. He's a good one. When we come back after the top of the hour break, we're going to have Hank, Hank Guyton, who is sitting here looking at me with his Greer Dragway hat on. And we're going to um, find out what they've got going on now and this spring and for the rest of the summer. I know uh, my colleagues here rave about the food out there, so I, I don't think that's changed. But uh, I think you're going to have good weather tonight. And we will uh, come back in about a minute or two with more of Start Your Engines. You are listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. The Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468. Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. 
That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Hey, this is Arnie Spanier. In sports, a trade can make or break your team. A good one can mean a championship, but a bad one can set your franchise back for years. It's no different when it comes to selling or trading in your car. You need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. Just go to True Car. Simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Got a sports package or a moonroof? Watch as they bump up your car's value in real time. High mileage? You already know what it's going to cost you. But now you know how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can strategize your next move. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes. Then, just bring your car into a local certified dealer and they'll check your car with you together. After that, you can cash out or trade in for a new ride. So, when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. Hey, not to brag, but Buffalo Wild Wings is the official chicken wing of the NCAA. Yep, soak it in. You know who isn't the official chicken wing of the NCAA? Your couch. Because your couch doesn't have a partnership deal with the NCAA. So do you want to be home on your couch, the official nothing of the NCAA? Or do you want to be at Buffalo Wild Wings? The official place that has lots of TVs and beers and screaming fans, and it's officially better than your couch for college basketball. Buffalo Wild Wings. Please drink responsibly. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second action-packed, fun-filled hour of Start Your Engines from the Fox Sports Studios here, the Beacon Drive-In Studios, Fox Sports Spartanburg here on gorgeous Garner Drive in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. And it's my great pleasure to welcome in a real friend of the show. We've had him on for years and I always will and probably try to get him back later on in the year, Mr. Hank Guyton from the Greer Drag Strip. How you doing? Doing good. Good to see you here, and uh, uh, Greg has stepped out for a moment, but we got um, Alan Hill sitting in here with me, and I i mean, you two, I asked you if you'd met before, and you said no, and y'all over there back slapping and laughing and looking at stuff on the phone, and they haven't known each other, but about, uh, we're probably coming up on five minutes. Yep, five minutes. Uh, we got a little thing that's in common here. My son-in-law, Danny Tesnier, he used to drag race over there, and he... I guess he, I never had met him, and we kind of hit it off right here, right fast. And I, sh- I got to show him pictures of Danny. And he said he's grown up a little bit now. And out. 
<laughs> well, evidently he's 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 getting in the car pretty good, and maybe some of that weight's gone to his right foot. I don't know, but they won last week, and they usually do. Well, he's good. He was good at drag racing, and then, like I said, uh, somebody stole stole him away from the racetrack, and now I heard he was doing good at uh, round tracking. So uh, he can do. I think he can probably anything with a steering wheel. I, I looks like he can drive it. That sounds like it. And you're. From what Greg tells me, pretty good dragster yourself. Uh, I wouldn't call it good. I just maybe lucky, or I just been doing it so long. Uh, you know, every now and then somebody give you something. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> I me, feel, uh, they feel sorry for you when you get old. What's going on? I don't believe that. <laughs> well, I do to a degree, but uh, everybody's uh, young compared to me. Yeah, and Ronnie, me too. Um, so what's going on at Spur? At, uh, Spur listen to me, Greer Dragway. <laughs> Oh, uh, we, we just we got our regular racing going on. We uh we changed up this year our our, our point system. Uh, we run every week, but it changed this year. Uh, used to we would we would take the the best fifteen races, and uh, and that's how you claimed your points. You had to claim before you left. Like each round, you got five points for every round you you win, and you had to claim them. You had to decide before you left if you wanted to claim or not. Cause you didn't, you could only claim fifteen, but we ran like twenty five races, so you had to make that decision before you left. But this year they've changed it up, and they've got a lot of uh, different uh, good sponsors. They pay in different money, and they've, they cut it down to uh, ten races, ten ten points races, and you can and they will claim they will claim the best eight for you, so you don't have to worry about claiming before you leave. You just uh, at the end of the year. They'll take the best uh, of of eight out of ten, and that'll be your points champion. So, so it's, it's it sounds basically like you're just dropping your two worst races, right? Yeah. They'll just drop them for you. So, yeah, uh, I kind of like it. Uh, we still we dra- we still will drag race uh, every week. Just every week won't be a points race, right? And that way, uh, some of the guys. Uh, there's other tracks that pay. They have they have a big bracket race out of town, or they have these national events, and it gives you an opportunity to go visit some of those or try to win other places instead of having to be tied down. And another thing I kind of I like about it. One thing I like about it. Now I know everybody don't like it, but um, when we was when you was having to run every week and claim every week or or, or decide where to claim or not. If you had a problem like on Saturday, then you really, really had to hustle and and to get get it fixed. If you if you broke something, and you, I mean that's hard to do sometimes. Because now about everything is uh, you have to order it online. You just can't walk. There's no stores you can go to and say, "Hey, I need a crank or I need this piston or I need this rock arm." Nowadays, a lot of it's special made or. And it takes a little while to get it, so that kind of put that takes a little pressure off of you. Uh, that way, you can get your stuff back together and get back over there. Or if you want to go somewhere else, or uh, even if you want to go on vacation, because uh, <laughs> my vacation for years was uh, Sunday through Wednesday, because I had to be back over on Thursdays because I work on Thursdays at the racetrack. And of course, you know you can't miss them on Saturday. You know if you miss them, if you miss a race, you think. The, they just won't run without you over there. Right. Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> and they might find out they can do without you. Exactly. Yeah. That's the real yeah. danger. Yeah. 
or, or if your wife finds out they can do it, ask you. Then you you got them honey do lists on Saturday, and that's no fun. <laughs> See, we're not racing today, and now I got a honey do list I got to do when I get home. Yeah. These, these people really, you know, when, you got to understand if you start into points racing, you just about got to have a spare of everything sitting over here in the floor. And to a budget racer, you having fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in a motor sitting over on the floor, and you know it's it's just it's just a lot on you know financial. Yeah, I mean it's like you said, and and I don't have a lot of I don't have I used to have spare parts back in the day, uh, but then as I got as I got quicker and wanted to go faster, got a different car. I mean I don't have parts like that anymore. So now if I break something. I got to go, I got to get on the phone and start calling everybody I got or, or whoever to get a part. Yeah. And then hopefully you get it, you know. It's, me, it's tough. It's real tough. Well, me and Danny, we got together one time, went and got us another car and got it back to my house. And my wife walked out there. She said, you got another race car? I said, no, it belongs to Danny. <laughs> well, then Danny goes home and he looks at Jada, my daughter, and says, you buy a race car? No, your daddy bought it. So guess what? We're in between now. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody in the world knows it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I noticed on your shirt there, I like that National Hot Rod Association shirt established 1951, year before I was born. But how um, how long has uh, Grid Drag, because I've heard of it all my life, how, how long has uh, it been a, uh, I think it an was, operation? I think it was in... In like 1955. It's a long time. A lot ago. of people claim it's 54, but I I'm, I know of 55 because uh, we had a 50, 50 uh, 50th year 10 years ago, I think it was. But uh, it's been there a long time. The JC's actually when it started it back in the day. What I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and then like I said, it's, it's Mike Greer and his family have purchased all the the land and. He runs a racetrack, and uh, I'm sure their family's part of the Greer history. Right. When you, when you have a name Greer and you in Greer, you got to be part of the history. Got to be. Um, now, this is a question, and I've I've asked it before, but you're the man to ask. In fact, I might even ask you. But is Greer drag strip in Spartanburg County or Greenville County? Spartanburg County. Thank you so much. That's what I was hoping. Spartanburg we, we do County. have racing in Spartanburg. Absolutely. And um, and that's. Uh, God, it, it's it's been a, it's it is a an institution. Now, are you um, sanctioned by the National Hot Rod Association? No, we sanctioned by the International Hot Rod. International. Yeah, I knew there was two. Yeah, we run off the IHRA rules uh, every week. Well, what is the difference? Oh, uh, actually, nothing. I think uh, you know the NHRA started years ago, and then. Uh, I want to say a guy named, uh, is it Larry Carrier from, uh, used to. He was at Bristol. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's the one that actually started the IHRA. I might be wrong. Okay. But, um. Makes he, sense because they got a big strip up there. They, they wanted to run, a, they wanted to run different, uh, classes compared to the NHRA and they did back in the day because even their pro stock, uh, was different as far as motors. You know, they, they, a lot of, they wanted to run the big motors. And the NHR was kind of limiting them to the smaller motors, so um, I, I ain't, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot of history about how that started, but it was something to do with we want to do it our way on this this coast, and they had it way they want to do it on their coast. So yeah, that's I think that's where actually IHRA started. 
Um, now, how many classes run out at, at uh, Greer Dragway? Uh, on a regular Saturday night, we have uh, four classes. We have the uh, the pro class. We have a uh, foot break class. We have a new class called sportsman class. And then we have the junior dragster class for the chip. Well, I say kids because now you can run up to 18 years old. You know, if you turn 18 during that year, you're you eligible. But anytime after that, you, you can't. So we have four classes we run every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, now, we have a points race. Uh, it's, it kind of figures out most out like every, every other week or every three weeks we have a points race. And uh, like I said, the, the pro class this year, they really stepped up. Uh, the winner gets a brand new Ivy Hutto golf cart and $5,000 cash. Mm. Uh, foot brake champion will get a pause transmission, stage one foot brake transmission. And uh, junior dragsters will get a VP sponsorship package. So that's, you know, VP's the racing field that we, right. that we sell at the racetrack. So, uh, yeah, they stepped it up this year. And, and how many... Um well, let me ask another question before I ask that one. Do you have a class where if I got a grudge against Ronnie and he wants to race me that we could, like, like uh, just normal or abnormal citizens off the street could get out there and uh, and uh, decide rather than than running out uh, East Main Street or something? We don't have a class, but we have a, we, we have test and tune on Thursday night. And you can come in and you pay uh, $8, I believe it is, this year. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, and that's what anybody can run down a dra- anybody can run down our drag strip as long as you you got to have a helmet, you got to have a seatbelt. Okay, you uh, if you go so fast now you got to have a roll cage. But just like say you and Ronnie, you know, y- y'all mouthing off at each other, and you say, hey, uh, I think my my Ford truck can take your Chevrolet truck, which you went out of Chevrolet truck's gonna take it. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you can say, hey, let's go to Greer. Let's go to Greer, and they'll we'll pull up there, and we go down the drag strip, and we're off the street. We're 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 not going to hurt anybody, and that's what I'm getting at. And then when whoever wins, you know, I'm going to announce it real loud over the PA to let you know to, and rub it in. But uh, we do that. We do that every Thursday night. But you can do it on Saturday now. See, we have on Saturdays. Uh, you can come in and pay twenty bucks. And you can run up down the drag strip just as many times as you want on Saturday if you wanted to before the start, before the race starts. So you can do it either way. And that way, you're never on the street. Uh, I'll tell you what we have. We had it this past Thursday. I think they do it like once a month. They have this, they call it the top 10 street, street cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's called the 864s, which that's the area code. <laughs> And Makes they, they all, they, that's what they do. They run against each other, and they try to move up the list. And by the end of the night, you want to be number one on the list where you can get on the social media and tell everybody uh, that you know you you the man. But they they they're street cars, or they have to be street driven anyway. Let's put right. it that way. They have to have tags, title, and they have. To, I don't know if they can even run slicks. They might have to run them uh, them street radios or something. I ain't sure yeah. the rules, but. Uh, I mean, they have, especially these new Hellcats they come out with. Don't let nobody fool you. Them things is fast. Not what is? I don't know what it's that a, is. It's a Dodge Charger or a Challenger, and it's uh, it's that Hellcat um, comes with like six or seven hundred horsepower uh, from the from the factory. It's like a Copo, 
it's like a copo, but it's it's a factory Mopar. Yeah, if you watch NCIS uh, Los Angeles, well, the the car that uh, uh, LL Cool J drives on there, yeah, is one of those. But uh, well, I'll tune in just for that. Yeah, but no, they, I'm serious. <laughs> I'd like to. I'll have to Google this yeah. later on today. Oh, uh, but they these uh, and there's a guy. There's, I know there's a guy over. Uh, his name's Eddie West. He's uh, he's the top dog. From Saturday night, I mean Thursday night, excuse me. He's got a, I think that's a 70 Camaro, but it's got a turbo on it. Mm. I don't know how big a turbo on it, but, oh, you know, it's, it's fast. No. We, don't, we don't put times up, so I can't say how fast it goes because we always clear the scoreboards because they want to run heads up and right. they don't know. But, yeah, they, they fast. A couple of more quick questions before we have to move on to his segment, to Alan's segment. But, yep. um what time you get started? What time are things going on, and what's it cost? And he's got his got it right in front of him. I got this coming up. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, on our points races, we open at nine o'clock, and we usually get started about ten. Uh, it's ten dollars for spectators, and that's all day long. Uh, like I said, uh, once you pay the ten bucks, you can go anywhere you want to in the track. There's no no special. There's no more any money. That you got to pay to park here or park there, or, or you can go, you can walk right up to anybody and talk to them, uh, and that's on Saturdays. You know, like I said, we usually here lately we've been done by about eight o'clock. So if you want a good day of drag racing, uh, come on out and join us. Now, probably as the summer goes on, we'll open up a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's uh, it's gates open at nine. Usually, eliminations start about one o'clock. That early? I mean, it's yeah. an all-day deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Thursdays, we open from six to ten. We have to be done by ten, and we're always done by ten because that's you know we don't we don't go past ten on Thursday nights because that's a school night, really. How late do you go, like on a Saturday night? Uh, we can run up to eleven o'clock. Well, but, I mean, see, that's good. That's reasonable. Yeah. You get home at a decent time. Maybe yeah. even go to the Beacon and get something to eat on yep. the way home. That's right. So we have a good time. Uh, or, but go yep. ahead. No, you go ahead. I just want to say this before you know before I before I have to go. Uh, next Saturday we're having it's called the Hot Rod Revival, and if you like old cars, I do. Uh, this is the place to come. It's next Saturday, and uh, that's why I said they're having the Quick Eight Outlaws Gassers. These are gasser cars. Uh, Southern Outlaw Gassers. They have an uh, they have an A gas, a C gas, a D gas class Outlaw Gassers. Nostalgia modified. We are also having a wheel stand contest. Oh boy! A burnout contest. Uh, uh, they're having a Miss Hot Rod Revival contest, and uh, all this is in love and memory of this uh, Tabitha Lee Martin, who just passed away uh, about three weeks ago. She uh, she had a, a wreck on her way home from work Whoa, and no. passed away. She was one of our uh, uh, regulars that come to these these Hot Rod Revivals. So, but her her mother and her dad are. are they have a car also, but uh, she was in her 20s, oh. real, real young, and it was so sad because, I mean, she, she uh, matter of fact, she, you would see her out there. She, was, she took photos and pictures. And, and that's next week? That's next Saturday. Okay. That's... And the gates open at 830, and uh, cars are on the track at 12. Leave that with me so I can talk about it next week. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And yeah. we will. And, uh, um, uh, well, I got one question real quickly. 
being with the race, the racetrack being right there in town, right in one of the neighborhoods, I know it would be grandfathered in under any kind of regulations, but do you ever get anybody in there trying to close it down? All the time. Uh, we went through that years ago with uh, the noise. Uh, Mike Greer, he's the owner. Right. He goes, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. He goes to every one of these uh, meetings they have up once a month up t- at the Spartanburg County Council meetings. He right. goes to those. He follows the rules. He gets permits. If we're gonna, if we're gonna have a special race, just like this race coming up, he's got a permit if he needs to run a little longer from the county to say he can do that. But yeah, we've had people that complain, uh, and it's not most of the time. It's not the people that's right around there because mm-hmm. I mean they know. I mean they grew up around there. Those right. are real. Those are real Greer people. Yeah, and you having a lot of these people that some of these houses developments just maybe a mile out, two miles out. They might call and complain some, but that's why we, like I said, on Thursday nights at ten o'clock, we're done. We don't we don't do anything after that. We don't crank them up. We don't make noise. And on Saturday, that's why he tries to do it during the day. And that way we don't disturb anybody in the evening. Well, so, Hank, we're backing you here at Start Your Engines 100%. And yep. uh, we want to have you on again. I want to I want to promote your uh, your event next week for the young lady that got killed. And that's uh, and I'm so glad it's in Spartanburg. Me too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I said, I just want to thank one thing. I like to thank my sponsors for my race car. Okay. Uh, Vaughn Belting out of Spartanburg, uh, Ams Oil, Robert Bryant out of Greenville, and uh, Stacy Hall Racing Engines helped me out uh, tremendously. That's the only way I could get to where I to the racetrack. And my wife for letting me go. <laughs> <laughs> and us for letting you come on, for having you on the show, for honoring us with your presence and, and making a, a new buddy over here, Alan Hill. Thank you so much for coming on, Hank. We'll talk to you a lot. Okay, thank you, Perry. I appreciate everybody letting me uh, be on uh, Start Your Engine. All right, well, thank you so much. And that's Hank Guyton, and what a, what a pleasure it was to have him on the show. And we are going to now take a break and come back and talk with... Uh, Get, get a more local color with what's going on with Allen Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I plant thai. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plant I used to have a sweet tooth, had it removed when I was a kid. So what do I crave instead of chocolate? A big red box from Granger. Granger satisfies my craving for great customer service. With 24-7 support, effortless ordering, and same-day pickup or next-day delivery options. No busy signals, no cavities. I love Granger. You know why? Because when it comes to reliable product and technical support, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Ben Maller. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And Geico offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? Geico's got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. And there's so much more Geico could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. So listen up. Go to Geico.com today. See how much you could save. That's Geico.com. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, is there? How do we explain our longevity? Clean living, for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and now we're going to find out, since uh, Allen Hill's new best friend just left, he can uh, concentrate on the round round track stuff in the dirt. Thanks, Hank. Hank Guyton, boy. What a pleasure to have him in the studio with us. And um, yep. so. Uh, yeah, Danny just texted me a little text here. He said, ask Hank where we eat at now, either MJ's or Pete's after the race over there. And he said, where you used to have to buy him. Danny, he said, we still go to Pete's. So, uh, if you win, he said, Saturday night, come on over and I'll, he'll let you buy. But, okay, let's start Let's start off with Harris' results from last Saturday night. We're going to go to the Thunder Bomber A-Main. We got Chris Jackson in the 28J. Okay, the Thunder Bomber B-Main. We got another division there. It's uh, Danny Edmonds in the 117. Let's go on down here to the V6 front-wheel drive. We got first place, went to a Ray Hudson in the number 11 car. Front-wheel drive, went to Chris Williams in the X car. Young Guns, went to Jake Jackson. He's in the JR1 car. That it was a shootout race. Uh, that was the first shootout race of that division. So Jake Jackson's off to a good start there. Renegade. Here we go, Perry. 
Uh, let's go with Wally Fowler in the two car. Ain't that your man? I just want him on the show. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to get him on this show. I, you know, I've heard of him all, a long time. Okay. I don't know how long he's been racing, but I mean, I've heard of Wally Fowler. It seems like forever. Right. And, the, and, and the time I went up there uh, to Harris with Lance Smith, I mean, it wasn't any use for anybody else to show up in two classes. Yeah. So He's, uh, he's driving the number two car. I think the number two car there was a, is a, it's kind of like a Nova. Uh, I think it belongs to Bobby Edge, uh, Tom's Towing Service over there, the Greer. Uh, they run stout. Let me give you two others in that division. Second place was Josh Burgess in the 98, and third place went to Chris Davis in the 7. All right, going on down the line here to Pure Stops. First place, Chris Jones in the 04. Hard to beat up there at Harris, but Nathan Pearson, the JT7, that's Showtimes. That's what J, I mean, ST7 stands for. Showtime. <laughs> okay. All right, third place went to A.J. Lynch in the 70 car. Okay, let's go over here to Stock 4, which is a good division up there. First place went to Jamie Madison in the 97 car. Second place was Kevin Cooper in the X car. Third place went to Kobe Burks in the 73 car. And uh, Jamie Madison, I think, uh, Greg, you know the Madison. Uh, I think. Oh, Jamie Madison was a longtime employee force uh, up till about the early 80s. And uh, you know, he worked for Rossi. And uh, we hired him, I think, when Rossi closed up he come to work for us excellent employee and it's neat to see that his son yeah gets out there and runs as good as he does it's neat yeah he uh he, it kind of comes you know everybody says you know apple don't fall far from the tree if you get into racing and it kind of stays there my daddy got me and my brother into racing so we kind of staying in there let's go on down here to limited sportsman we got first place here you go perry wally fowler in that four car he uh he won the Renegade race, then he moved over to his limited sportsman race and won again. And that was the first shootout series in that division, too. So he's off to a good start there. I'd like to also thank Nancy Burgess for posting these results to me. She does a good job up there at Harris Speedway. Okay, now we're going to move on over here to Cherokee Speedway. Now that we got all these tracks going, I'd like to try to get in some from Lawrence and Lancaster. Everybody says it's Lancaster, Lancaster, something like that, but we're going to, they still got a racetrack down there. I always called it Lancaster. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> what we go with. That's what we called it. <laughs> Cherokee Speedway, last Saturday night, we had eight divisions racing. We're going to start off with the CNM Automotive Seeker Thunder Bomber. First place went to Ricky Bogan in the number 83 car. Second place went to a Preston Demsdale in the 66D. That is the son of Greg Demsdale, who run Limited Sportsman for years and years up there. And now he's got his boy racing in this division. Uh, Laughing about him last year over here at Gaffney. Uh, the boy started on the front rows, qualified fastest over at Gaffney in the, in the Tribal Nationals. And I looked at him and I said, do not let Greg touch your race car tonight. He'll change something on it. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let's move on down here to Brown's Roofing. Sika 602 Open Wheel Modified. I want you to listen to this name. His name, first place, Jesse Rocket. Does that sound I, like I saw that when I looked at the results last week. That's a great name for it. That's a, that's a great name for a race car driver. Or Jesse a pilot. Like Hollywood or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Number 537. Second place went to Buck Stevens in the 23 car. I don't know if you really call these cars. These are open-wheel modifieds. Third place <laughs> went to Lawson Rogers in the 14 RD car. All right, moving on down here to Joe's Towing Limited Sportsman. First place went to Danny Tesnier in the 25T. Second place went to Brandon Dockery in the double zero. Third place went to a Brad Williams in the 15 car. Good race. All right, moving on down here to Burns Chevrolet Sika Late Model. First place went to Dylan Brown in the 6B. Second place went to Brian Mullins in the 67 car. Third place went to a Jacob Brown in the 6J. These two guys are brothers. They kind of keep these cars in the same shop, I think. Can you see this? Can you see this? They was talking about, you know, y'all was talking about these Winston Cup cars. Just, I mean, not Winston Cup cars. Excuse me. I still call them Winston Cup, but. I do, too. I know what you're talking about, and most but everybody else doesn't. We were talking about <laughs> Hendrix a little while ago. They all in the same shop and stuff like that. Well, see, these two brothers right here, you know, they's got, they, you've got to have a little bit of this, uh, I beat you last week, you're going to beat me this week. And, you know, that's competition. That's exactly what it is, and the way it's supposed to be. I don't care how you score it, or these stages, or whatever they do, but... It's when they drop that green flag, it's got to be dog-eat-dog or it ain't a sport. Because, like I said, Jacob Brown, he run third, drove a real good race. But now, you know, all this week, his brother Dylan was just going, uh, so you know this week, old Jacob, he's going to get up on that steering wheel. All right, Caroline Drive Lung Young Guns, let's go to Curtis Bishop. Second place went to Austin Brown. Third place went to Hannah Wall. All right, moving on down. Terry Worley Renegades. First place went to Wayne Curtis in a 45 car. Second place went to Earl Petty. Third place went to Joe Stevenson. Smoky Mountain Boys Barbecue Extreme 4. Real good division. These boys get up on these things. They, they race. First place went to Alex Corbin in the 5 car. Second place, Andrew Rich. Third place, Brandon Spangler. Okay, now we move over here. These boys was brought in here to put on a show. These outlaw wing sprint cars, and boy, did they! How many did they have? They started twenty-four cars. Goodness! Old, and they they brought them out there, and they done that four wide around this racetrack before they started this race. You know, and to hear these motors and hear these cars just kind of bumping around that racetrack. Now, now, those are big motors, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah. They was big motors, and they was on methanol. Boy, that track was smelling good after that. I bet. And yeah. looking good. I, that that but, had to be. I wish I'd have gone to that. You should have went. I, I like know. seeing that one. Yeah. Because these boys, people don't realize that they got these big motors. They don't weigh but 1,300 pounds. They got them big tires, and they were... I, I couldn't see how they could... You know, they was going around this track so fast. Well, did they have any, I mean, was it caution-free or any accidents or anything? Pretty much caution-free. There's a couple of them kind of got bumped around, but nothing, nothing, you know. Nothing bad. Nothing really bad, which is a good night. First place went to a Johnny Bridges in the 07. Second place went to a Trey Starks in the 44 car. Third place went to Dale Howard in the 47 car. And they are going to bring them back later on this year again for another good show. Well, I am going to be at that one, I promise. Uh, 
Tonight's going to be a good night to be at Gaffney Speedway. It's only $5 to get in the stands. It's uh, fan appreciation night. So uh, if this weather holds off, which I looked at the weather report this morning, they kind of showed that it was going to split Gaffney Speedway. So we're going to try to get this thing in. And uh, also like to have a shout-out here to uh, Ross Bales. He's one of our other local race car drivers. Y'all talking about Jeremy Clements, us dirt boys. Uh, this Ross Bell's number 87 car, he finished second at the March Madness there. But I see where last week he won at 411 Speedway. That was a big Lucas Oil event. Uh, from what I can understand, he might be driving a Barry Wright House car with Clements Race Power. You just talking about Clements? Yeah. Clements builds some real big power as far as these dirt late models go. Spartanburg engine, Spartanburg car, Spartanburg driver. Well, I don't know about a Spartanburg car, but it's pretty close. Well, Barry Wright. Uh, they classify that as Calpians. Well, <laughs> I know where the county line is, and it's Spartanburg. Uh, okay. <laughs> it ain't no, there's no Calpins County, but anyway, we love Calpins. Right, we did have a little bit of rain yesterday, but Travelers Rest Speedway last night, they got their six divisions in. We're going to start off with Renegade 8. That's the Renegade and Stock 8 combined feature event. Uh, first place went to Wally Fowler. And that two-car, he, he cleaned that baby doll up, and he took her on back over to Traveler's Rest. And kind of, <laughs> you know, what I say is we spank him, boys. That's what he said? Well, no, he won't say that, but that's what we kind of say. You know, whenever yeah. whenever he whenever he dominates, you spanking him, boys. When you're hot, so, you're hot. All right, we're going to get down here to Thunder Bomber. Thunder Bomber went to first place, went to Will Williams in the 57 car. Sika, crate sportsman, went to a first place, went to Timmy Smith. He's a he's a local race car driver over there. Uh, third, let's go in down here to Thunder Bomber. Our, one of our guests here about four weeks ago, Josh Hellams in the 101 car. Okay, pure stop. We go to first place, went to Kevin Nations in the N1 car. Front wheel drive, Travis Jamison in the 135 car. Also got to give a shout out here to the second place in that division, uh, Tyler Caps in the two-seat car. I got to get over there and talk to this boy. I don't know if he's any kin to a friend of mine that passed away here about five years ago by the name of Don Caps. I'll probably get a text from this. He used to drive a car over there. They used to call it the Sandman because once he got out front, you could just go to sleep. <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> something about that. Uh, also, uh, I'd like to thank some of the people that's uh, talked to me uh, over this week. We got uh, Joe at the Bojangles. I told him I'd give him a shout out. We got Daryl Yarborough at Greer Dragway. I know he's listening today. We got Scotty and Donnie up there at Spartan Crankshaft. These boys constantly listen to us, and I appreciate everybody that listens to us on this radio, plus people that's walked up to me at the Gaffney Speedway telling me that we're doing an awful good job here. And uh, I'd just like to thank everybody for listening. And uh, like I said, we're going to try to get back to this racetrack tonight. They're going to put they're gonna put a little bit more weight to our car tonight. They come out with another set of rules this week since we uh, kind of, I ain't going to say we won the race, so we got to go by another set of rules. So I'm going to have to go back and put a little bit more lead to my race car, and 
ain't going to say try to slow it down, but that's what my brother says. That's what lead does. I said, you know, everybody says don't mess with lead. It's contaminating. It'll kill you, too. Yeah, the key. Especially <laughs> coming out at a high velocity. Well, I tell you what, one reason, if we have a lot of listeners, I would say it's because of Alan Hill. He's just doing a great job keeping us up to date on this local stuff and with a, a tongue-in-cheek about some of it and, and um not taking himself too seriously, I can tell you that. But we're running up front and winning championships, and um, we are so proud to have Alan Hill on the show. And we're going to take our last break right now and come back. And uh, I'm going to attempt in the last 15 or 20 minutes to tell you what's going on because it's a jam-packed schedule around the world and in the United States. And we're going to uh, be right back after this. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plant I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plant Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. 
You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You build it right here in the USA, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the safest, most innovative Sprinter yet, starting at just 33790 Built for you, the all-new Sprinter, built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz, vans, born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz printer available soon. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And I'm going to attempt to run through a bunch of stuff here to tell you what's going on and when you can watch it and where. And uh, there's a lot of it. And I'm going to skip around a little bit because uh, cause that's the way I'm going to do it. But the uh, they ran the Xfinity, Xfinity race last night, so that's that's done with. But the uh, tonight they run at Richmond, and that will be uh, the Geico 500. I'm sorry. I've, that's next week at... Uh, at Talladega, it's, um, well, anyway, whatever the name of it is tonight, uh, 7.30 comes on the air on Fox Sports 1, and uh, we'll go at um, uh, eight, 8 o'clock, was when I actually get the green flag. Tonight, if you're up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I would, I, I'm going to try to catch this, because 2 o'clock, I still got a couple hours to go. The Formula One Chinese Grand Prix from Shanghai, it is the 1,000th Formula One race since they started in 1950. What, cha- what channel? I got to oh, okay. see that. Okay, I'm getting there. That's going to be on ESPN2. That's an I'm easy gonna, one to find. I'm going to see that. It is spectacular. I mean, you talk about unlimited deep pockets. I mean, they, it's in every phase of the thing from the, from the pre-race show to the cars and drivers and races and the race itself and then the uh um the the podium the th- oh yeah the, the podium th- finish i mean it's, it's fantastic free, uh, i mean that's really they call it formula one it's the ultimate form of motorsport well it is and this is at the 3.38 mile shanghai international circuit and that will be tonight at um at 210 two o'clock just tune in to espn2 at two o'clock then tomorrow at um uh, at Long Beach, California, we've got at four o'clock on NBCSN the IndyCar race, and uh, I am going to try to tell you what happened there last week. I don't need that one anymore. I don't need this one anymore. Indy results from last week. Our buddy Takuma um, Sato won the race. You know, he won Indianapolis about two years ago. Well, he drives for Letterman Ray Hall. And Letterman was there with his Santa Claus-looking beard, and it was uh, close to his birthday. I think his birthday was actually a couple of days ago. And uh, he almost led the whole race and started on the, um, I think he started on the pole. He did. And actually, he has won two of the last five races. I mean, he is probably the hottest driver on the circuit, and it's like, oh, Sato won, you know, he, he, 
that's good for him. He never wins. Well, actually, he's winning more than anybody. And, um, of course, last when he won at Portland towards the end of last year, that was last season. So he's got to win early this season. And he did start on the pole and led 54 of 90 laps. So he did spread it around a little bit. But, actually, I watched the race, and it was during pit stops uh, that he didn't lead. But the point standings are Joseph Newgarden is first with 20, 125. Scott Dixon is second with 91. Takuma Sato is third with 91. And those are your three race winners so far. Alexander Rossi, uh, that's not true. Alexander Rossi is fourth with 84 points. And Colton Herta, the 18-year-old who did win a race, he is running fifth in the standings. And um, I tell you, the IndyCars are really cool to watch. And he... Um, uh, that will be, what I say, 4 o'clock tomorrow on NSNBC. Yeah. I've got to throw in here. I'm trying to keep up with Emsa for uh, for Allen. So uh, maybe he'll get his brother on the show. But they are running uh, today the Bubba Burger Sports Car Grand Prix. Now, you think the high class, and I'm not saying Bubba Burgers aren't high class, but you think they'd have like uh, Dom Perignon or something sponsoring them, or, or at least... Uh, Anheuser or uh, Bush Light or, or um, Michelob Light or something, but it's the Bubba Burger Sports Car. Champagne. Champagne's a big sponsor. There you go. It. Well, they got the Bubba Rolex Burger. Watches and champagne. That's Formula One. Uh, they and got, open wheel. They got the Bubba Burger Sports Car Grand Prix at Long Beach, and that um, they've already qualified. Helio Castroneves is on the pole. Your brother's car, Felipe Nasser, is in the number 31 Cadillac, is second. Pablo Montoya is third in an Acura. And fourth is your other car, was Jao Barbosa. And that race can be seen uh, today from 4.30 to 7. This is an hour and 40-minute race, and it is on NBCSN. So... You know, I think it's great that uh, these are some exciting cars. It's fun racing to watch. There's like four classes going at the same time. So it's a track full of cars and four races within the big race. But uh, that's at 430 today. And good luck to uh, Mike Hill and his team. And that standings, uh, Jordan Taylor is first. A fellow named Derzande is second. Uh, Pipo Durrani, which is y'all's, your brother's driver's is a tied for second with Eric Curran and Felipe Nasser, which is another one of your brother's drivers. So we're going to try to keep up with Indy. We have a hard time squeezing everything in, but we're going to try to squeeze in one more one more series and uh, and keep us up to date on that because uh, any series that runs a Bubba Burger race has got to be okay. It got to be okay. Oh, and that's one thing, not break the flow or whatever, but I did get in contact with Ron Watson, who's over the, the North America Hall of Fame, which is a real big thing. And we've had him on the show before, Alex Zanardi. Mm-hmm. He's chasing the number down. Cause we talked to him several years ago. Well, I'd love to have Alex Zanardi yeah, on the he show. Got, he said, whoever I need. Well, you know who you need. We uh, need uh, yeah. Okay. Me. We've talked about it. You know it. And before I forget it, and I'm getting ready to, I want to thank Lanny McKinney, who does our podcast, and uh, the Budmore uh, Engineering website. Uh, he does a fabulous job. A lot better than... Uh, than I do pushing these buttons, and Lanny is behind the scenes and with us every week and 100% dependable to do what he's supposed to do. Uh, tomorrow is the Kentuckiana Ford Dealers 200 for ARCA cars. It's only their third race of the year, and um, uh, Christian Eckes is leading that point standings with Travis Braden second, Brett Holmes third, 
Michael Graff Jr. fourth, and then the, and Michael Self is fifth. But I was leading up to Brad Smith, who took over. Um, I don't know how much of the equipment is still involved, but he took over James Hilton's team. James Hilton's team, which uh, bought it or however that went down, I don't know. But Brad is running sixth in the ARCA standings and doing pretty well. This is only uh, their third race of the year, so. Uh, and uh, I think we're coming up pretty quickly on the anniversary of losing James, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, that's bad. It is. And there's the Formula One. Um, yeah, the Shanghai Grand Prix is at ESPN at 2 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, Alan, I think you just got a cancellation. Yep. Uh, they have canceled at Lawrence and Lancaster Speedway, have called their race off tonight. So most of them boys, from what I hear, Cherokee and Harris are still on as of right now. So a lot of them boys from Lawrence and Lancaster, they'll be coming up here to Cherokee and Harris. So we had to give us a good field of cars there. Like I said, Cherokee tonight, $5 to get in the stands. So it'd be slam-packed up here. And watch that 25T take the hardware. Uh, we're going to try. I know we're you will. Try. I bet you will. I don't know about it, but we're going to try. Check the radar, check the weather, but I think we're going to be okay. Um, Sunday looks bad. Sunday looks like a good day to... Maybe start out at 2 o'clock in the morning about when the rain gets here and uh, start watching Grand Prix, take a nap, go to church, and then uh, stock car in Indy all day. Don't forget the IMSA race this afternoon. Yeah. I want to mention um, Hank was such such a great guest, having Hank Guyton in here in our, earlier this hour. Um, uh, his event, April 20th at Greer Dragway in Spartanburg County, the gates open at 8.30, and the action starts That's 8.30 in the morning. The, <laughs> the, it's about the time I get up to go pick up Greg. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the action starts at noon and goes to 5 o'clock, and this is in loving memory of Tabitha Lee Martin, who um, was a, a big uh, presence at Greer Dragway, who passed away very unfortunately in an auto accident. Um, recently, but they've got uh, a lot of money up for grabs. They got quick uh, uh, eight outlaw gassers here. It says I'm reading what he handed me just now uh, for a thousand bucks. They got uh, looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven or eight different classifications. It's fifteen dollars to get in, and of course, a lot of that's going to go to help out um, uh, Tabitha Lee Martin's family. Kids under twelve are free. So all you 13 or 14-year-olds act silly, a little bit younger, and you won't have to pay. And uh, from what I understand, they got, like, the best food. And I didn't get to talk to Hank about it. I always do, but I didn't this time. And they're also going to have a best truck of the show, the best wheelie, and um, lots of other vendors, best burnout, Miss Hot Rod Revival, which uh, might be something interesting there. Uh, best Rat Ride, Long Haul Award, a lot of different. Best Pinstriping. Um, so that's something to take in uh, next week, and we're going to promote that for them and try to uh, uh, have a full house out there. I, I've, I, it's another place I've never been, but I'm going. I am going go. to I've never been to Dragway. I went, only went to Spartanburg Dragway once and saw Dino Don Nicholson go end over end down the. That's right. I, I didn't go to in that a Merc- In a uh, Mercury Caliente. He tore that thing all to pieces. But I remember that race. Uh, we got about two minutes. Anything you want to say there while you're talking? Well, uh, 
like I say, rear dragway is, is very similar to Spark Bird Dragway when it existed. The only thing is they 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 didn't they didn't build a lot of these tracks with enough runoff at the end, you know, because the cars got faster. But they're still great tracks. Most of them running eight mile. Uh, something I'm uh, I'm to talk to Hank about it. Uh, you know, if you beat the qualification, you know, you can take your street car and you know go down there and see what it does. Well. I'm gonna find out if uh, what the deal is, but I, well, we might carry the yellow monster down there just to see, not raise nobody, but to see if it does what it might it's supposed to do. Well, I, 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 you do that, I will be at Spartanburg Dragway. And uh, any well, any closing thoughts there yeah. on your busy day uh, coming up? Come on over here to Cherokee Speedway tonight. Kids, get in down there. You can come to the pits, walk around in the pits. Come up there. We have people come up there. Put your kids in the race car. Take a picture of them. They like it. If we go to Victory Lane, Danny usually likes to have kids up in Victory Lane. He lets a different one hold checkered flag every week, get their picture taken and stuff like it. Like I said, young kids coming up nowadays, if we don't do it, be like rear dragway. They're going to have to close down because they get we get pressure from all different sides of this uh, communities. We're going to keep them open. Ronnie, what you got? I just want to say thanks to everyone for listening to the show, our our faithful listeners that listen every week, no matter where they are. And we're going to try to keep getting good shows for you. And we want to ask everybody just to support your local racetracks. We've got to keep these racetracks over, open. And uh, like Tommy Sims used to say, if you can't go to a racetrack, take a kid to a ball game. That's right. Well, I'm going to tell you that... Uh while we're plugging stuff, patronize our sponsors on this show because uh, that's what keeps us on the air. That's what keeps the whole station on the air. It doesn't just benefit this show. It, it benefits everybody here that that uh, participates at WSPG uh, with uh, all the shows every day. I think we probably have Gamecock Baseball coming on later today. So um, stay tuned for that. I, they play at 3.30, so... Normally we carry those games, and I, I think we'll have one today. But in the meantime, until we get back next week, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. Your home for the Dan Patrick Show.